Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chip again. Thank you for tuning in. So today, did you read the title? Warning Labels. You ever wonder about warning labels? You think think about, I mean, they're so commonplace today in our society. They're almost uh, without reason or understanding and. They're so prolific that we really don't even read them anymore. But what causes warning labels? Stupid. Stupid causes warning labels. I mean, think about it. I was talking with my friends the other day. So who was the first person to see a bottle of poison and thought, you know, it don't have a warning label on it, so I'm going to drink it. It won't hurt me. Or, what about guns that have warning labels on them? Because somebody looked down the barrel and pulled the trigger? Um, you know, we got them out, out in the public in our... In our everyday life, you know, don't drive this way against traffic. Don't walk on this side of the street, you know. Don't cross except in a crosswalk. Yes, some of them are laws, but they come as a warning. They originated as a warning. So... Uh, what does, I guess, a way to say it is, what does being smart gain you? <clears throat> that lack of wisdom does not. Well, <laughs> I hate to say it, but... You see these things on TV, epic fails and and the jokes about the famous last words of a redneck or, hey, hold this. Let's just take motorcycles, for instance. We had this debate this morning that cars versus motorcycles. Cars have airbags, safety items, safety glass... Collapsible steering wheels, you know, airbags on the side, uh, you know, all your, your turn signals and wipers and headlights, those operating safety things. But when you get into a car, you put it on, you put it around you, and you buckle in. And if you have any amount of sense, you drive responsibly. But if you don't have sense, uh, some of these things protect you. Airbags, seat belts. Um, 
They protect you as long as you're operating the car within the parameters it was designed to go. It won't protect you. Your airbags and your seatbelt won't protect you if you out there on the interstate and you decide, well, I'm going to go 170 miles an hour and see if this thing will max out and you run into a bridge. It won't stop your... It won't stop and protect you from your body going from 170 to zero in zero seconds. It's going to rip your insides apart. And then there's the motorcycle. You get on a motorcycle, you get on a motorcycle. You don't get in a motorcycle like you get in a car. You get on. You wear a helmet. You wear leathers. You know, riding gear. And you take off on that motorcycle. The motorcycle is safe as long as you ride defensively, like you've got some sense. But even when somebody pulls out in front of you, like in a car, you don't have a seatbelt. You go flying off. Let's say you fly off and go across the car and land on the asphalt and slide. Well, the gear is going to protect you a little bit. But if you slam off the motorcycle into the car, you have no airbags. You have no seatbelt. You're at the mercy of God. What does wisdom have to do with that? Well, I was reading through Ecclesiastes, and it says, Wisdom is good with an inheritance, and profitable to those who see the sun. You wake up each day from wisdom. You know not to sleep in the street. You know not to swim with sharks. You know not to ride your motorcycle 170 miles an hour and not to drive like you're a Grand Prix racer in your little smart car on the interstate. That's wisdom. Wisdom is you want to ride your motorcycle like, in, like a racing fool. You go to a racetrack and take it out there. Or you go to a place devoid of people and traffic and pedestrians, uh, all the animals and whatever, and you, you ride it there. And you know, you got all these, all these people in academia that are so smart. Yet they can't get out of the rain. But what do the people that have wisdom and use it have that people that don't have wisdom are lacking? Look at their life. Look at their life. People with wisdom doesn't mean they're Christians. 
people with wisdom usually live easier than people without wisdom. You ever have your mom say, life is going to be harder for you, son, if you don't get smart. Or if you don't learn to think before you act. And that's wisdom. It says, for wisdom is a defense as money is a defense. See, if you got wisdom, if you know, you know you stay out of certain neighborhoods at night. You know when somebody comes up to you and says, hey, you got a... You got two tens on you for a five. You gonna pull out two tens and give it to them and take the five? Wisdom is a defense. Smart. Your spider senses, we call it in the military. Your tingling spider senses. The things that keep you alive. God gives wisdom to everybody. Some just choose not to use it. It says, but the excellence of knowledge, the excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. Wisdom gives life to those who have it. How many people do you know that go around today saying, I'm entitled, I want, got their hands out? Why can't I have what you have? Why should I have to give 20 years to a company and climb the corporate ladder? Why don't I just start from the top? That is not wisdom. That's ignorance. Wisdom allows you to work the way up so that you learn things and you become profitable. far as religion goes there's not a pastor a preacher evangelist anybody that's in the ministry that is as good today as they were on their first day look at paul the apostle look at peter look at all the apostles They all started off rough. Fishermen, Pharisees, lawyers. And they studied. They worked under God, under Jesus Christ, the first, the first educator of the Christian movement, Jesus Christ. Spent three years teaching his apostles. 
trained them up. They had to. They went to the University of Jesus Christ, and they were not running around crying about not having to pay back their student loans. They paid the debt more than any kid today has ever thought about paying. But Jesus gave them knowledge, wisdom. Did they have an easy life because of it? Nope. But they're riding easy street now, aren't they? They got a great retirement plan. We all have the same options. We all have the same potential. But the difference is, are we chasing money? Are we chasing wisdom? You remember old King Solomon... God asked him what he wanted when he when he was talking to him and he says he wanted wisdom. And because he asked for wisdom, God blessed him with wealth and everything else. You see... You can have all the money in the world, but you'll be surrounded by people that want to spend it and you don't have anything to show for it. You won't even have a place to live or know how to build anything. But if you've got wisdom, if you've got a skill and a trade, you can build you a place. You can invest money. You can pay to move to a place that is more profitable than where you are. Which, speaking of which, I spoke to somebody today about their child doesn't want to move, doesn't want to leave, doesn't doesn't want to venture out, stays in the home. A grown adult, but expects somebody to find her and marry her Somebody's lacking wisdom here. Or it's the definition of insanity, right? Expecting things to change and doing the same thing over and over and over. That is exactly what all of us are doing in the world that don't ask for wisdom, pray for to God, read the book, but sit back and expect the world to come to us. We're all doing that to some extent. I mean, look, we buy a house and we settle down in the house, right? Uh, we, we have possessions that... How many of us could just pack up in a bag and just take off and go? To where God calls us to go, to do what God calls us to do. How many could walk away from everything that you have in the pursuit of wisdom and holiness and righteousness. We 
Well, I'm going to tell you. I look around this room I'm sitting in. There's a lot of things that I really like. There's a lot of things that I could tell you stories about. Each thing in this room, where I got it, what it means to me, who gave it to me, or where it came from in my family. But I'm going to tell you. When you've lost a loved one, a piece of your heart is carved out and buried in the ground. You realize that none of this will bring anything back. None of this will gain you another heartbeat, another breath, another step if God calls you home. If I lost it all tomorrow... Yeah, it's going to hurt a little bit. But hallelujah, I still got my life. I still got a God who loves me. And I still got friends and people. The wisdom, the knowledge of knowing that, you can't put a price on. If you've got really, really good friends that you would do anything for, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, better find you some good friends. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless. Be safe. Think about your wisdom and knowledge. Don't let life pass you by.